grappling with the storms of life. Uh, dealing with the storms of life. Storms of life. Father God, I just ask that you minister to us today from your word. I know that you're here with us tonight. No doubt in my mind you are right here with us. Teach us from your word. Your word tells us the entrance into your word gives light. And Lord, we have that light of life tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Trials and storms. I heard my sister talk about storms. Storms and trials are normal for a Christian. It's a normal part of living. So embrace it. Embrace it. Trials and storms are just a part of our living. If you are a Christian, you are going to go through storms. They'll come your way. They are not designed to destroy you. They are not designed to discourage you. God gives them. God allows you to go through trials and to go through storms in life. No one is exempted. You don't have to sin to attract trials and storms. They'll come. It comes to everyone. And so because you are a Christian, embrace it. Embrace the trial as they come. Embrace it because it's sent by God. God allows it. Allows you to go through storm. James puts it this way. In James chapter 1 verse 2 through 4. It says, my brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. So patience was sent to your life to do a perfect work. So let patience do its perfect work. So that you might be perfect and complete, wanting nothing, lacking nothing. So trials are a test from God. If you are a Christian, you have faith. And if you have faith, before God sends you out to operate in faith, He wants to try that faith. To see if the faith will hold on to these great things He has for your life. So your faith is going to be tested. The, tri- the, the test of your faith is what's going to produce Patience, that's what God wants in your life. God will send the trial so that the trial will produce patience in your life. And the patience has a work to do. Patience will always do a perfect work. It says, 
so that the, your trial will produce patience in you. And when you let patience do its perfect work, then you will be perfect. If you don't have patience, you are going to be in lack and in want. Because your faith has not been tested or your faith was tested and you failed the test. (laughs) You failed the test. You haven't developed patience. And because you haven't developed it and you didn't learn the lesson of faith, you will continue to walk in the wilderness until you learn learn you'll never get into your promised land. So trials and storms are there to test your faith so that patience can be produced in you so you know how to wait on God and be still so that patience will do its perfect work in you. You will never, as Christians, we ought to move on to perfection from glory to glory. But you can't get there without patience. And if you don't have patience, you will always be in want. That's the only way you can be complete in Christ. You need it. And without trials, you can't have patience. So the storms must come. And they come in various manners. When you go through various testing, trials, they'll come. Their colors are never the same. (laughs) You deal with one, you think you're okay, here comes another. And you're wondering, where did this come from? I thought I just got through with one. Where is this? How am I going to deal with this now? And God says, I trust you. You got faith. I want to try that. You know, the second thing that God uses trials to do in your life is to show you the true condition of your heart. To show you the true condition of your heart. What's there? Whether you really understand the principles of the kingdom, whether you have true and sincere love for God, God will use that to prove you. To prove the sincerity of your love. To see what is in your heart. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 8, I believe verse 2 and 3 there. He says, and you shall remember the Lord your God. He was the one that has led you all the way these 40 years. He led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you. All the way you're going as a Christian, he's leading you. And everything you are going through, difficult times, he is trying to humble you and to test you and to see what is in your heart, what was in your heart. Whether you will obey his commandment. That's all he wants to know. He says he's testing you to see. He says, so he humbled you and allowed you to hunger 
God will allow you to go through difficult times, even to be in hunger. So you're wondering, how am I going to get the net money to pay my bill? He allows you to go through hunger, difficult time. He's humbling you. Because until you are humble, you can never be promoted. Humble yourself before God and he'll lift you up. Until God humbles you, you can't be promoted. So he allows you to hunger, but then he feeds you. He feeds you in a way that you've never seen before. He gives you manner that you've never seen before. You don't know anything about manner. And your fathers didn't know anything about it. So you don't have any track record on it. You just have to go through it yourself. First time. He said, he fed you with, I fed you with manner that you didn't know and your fathers didn't know of. They knew nothing about it. And the reason is because I want you to know this, that I might make you know that man does not live by bread alone. Man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He allows the trials. And his purpose is to take your eyes off the circumstance and trust only in his word. When there's nowhere to go, you are hungry and there's nobody to turn to. You can't pay your bills. There's trouble in the home. Things don't make sense. You've done everything you know to do, but you haven't done the right thing. And nothing is working. When you do what is right, then you will begin to learn that man, if you want to live as a Christian, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's where he's at. The word of God. That's why he's testing you. To turn your eyes from the circumstances. When you stand, he trains you. So that the next time you know he worked the last time, I'm going to stay with the word. Many Christians don't stay with the word. They fall apart when trials come their way. So for 40 years, they didn't learn. They complained. They griped. They made things bitter for their leaders. Because things were not working the way they expected it to work. But God says, you didn't learn the lesson this year? Let's go around the wilderness again. Maybe when we get back here, you'll learn. We'll go around it again. We've got to deal with this until you learn. So it took them 40 years to learn to trust in the word of God. They saw miracles, but they forgot so quickly. And they wouldn't trust in God. Here we are tonight. What is God saying to you? What trials have you been through? You see, for every divine placement or every divine promotion is preceded by a trial, a storm, a test. Everyone. If you are going to be promoted, you have to go through a test first. How could you be promoted from one grade to another if you don't sit down to take the exam? 
You don't give a seventh grader a sophomore in college college is a test. You only give a seventh grader the test due for a seventh grader. You don't give this seventh grader the test the first day of school. You educate them first, right? And then you test them to see if they have learned the lesson for promotion. And when they pass the test, you promote them. Right? That's what happens in the natural. Why do we expect spiritual promotion to be different? You just want to promote, promote yourself without going through a test? You have to take the test. We don't like... How many of you have been in school and don't like tests? <laughs> but you have to take the test if you want to go to the next level. You have to write the exam. Right? You cannot be promoted until you've passed the exam. Spiritually, God wants to test your faith. Have you learned you are receiving the word of faith? God wants to know if you truly understand and if you, whether or not you put what you've heard into practice. Many times you have prayed with people, they receive the Holy Spirit and they call back, say, good luck, are you sure this is the Holy Spirit? Because since I received the Holy Spirit, all hell broke loose. And I've been in real trouble. I don't know what, are you sure this is the Holy Spirit? And yeah, I'm really sure now that you got the Holy Spirit. The test is done. Amen. Whatever you learn. If you learn about healing, it's going to be tested. And many people fall apart. <laughs> and God says, you didn't learn the lesson this time. Let's go around again through the wilderness. We're coming back here. I'll help you this time through a doctor. We're going to deal with this again. Amen. But you have to be tested. Every divine placement in the kingdom of God is preceded with a test. You got to go through a test. It's not designed to destroy you. It's designed to make you. To lift you up. So that God can reach out to you easily and bless you. But you have to go through the test. When the blessing that God has in mind is so great. Many times you will have to go through the test alone. No one can help you. There's nowhere to turn. You are alone on your own. Your husband can't help you. Your wife cannot help you. You're alone. Your friends will not help you. Abraham had a test. It was such a difficult test, he couldn't even tell his wife. It was a test for great promotion. God said, give me that boy that you love so much. Kill him for me. How would you tell your wife about that? He says, what God told you that? You must have heard from a demon. It can't be God. Today he says, God is love. How can a loving God tell you to do that? You're crazy. You are too old. Uh, you've lost your mind. But he knew he had heard from God. Telling his wife will not make sense. It won't help. 
he had to keep it to himself and dealt with the trial on his own, dealing with God, just himself and God is God. When God wants to promote you, you're on your own. Everything will dry up. People will begin to speak to you. What are you doing? This doesn't make sense. How come you're putting your family through this? All of those things to put, just to discourage you. You're on your own. Sometimes the woman will turn against you or the man will turn against you. That's what happened to Job. You remember Job? His wife said, curse God and die. What God, if he's a good God, he allowed you to, to be in this condition. Curse God and die. And Job was in, on his own. His friends turned against him. He had to go through it on his own. When the promotion is truly great, you have to be on your own. And sometimes nothing makes sense. His difficulty is coming from areas that you don't expect. And so you're so worried, what am I going to do? And somewhere in your mind, the devil is telling you, you must have done something wrong. What you going, are you sure this is God? How are you sure? And sometimes people who are really close and they mean well, they come up with things that can make you wonder, maybe I've made a mistake. Why? When it's a great test, God, there's a great promotion behind it. You have to stand your ground. And go through the trial. Because if you don't pass that test, the promotion is not going to be there. You have to pass the test. Joseph was alone. No brother, no sister, his mother wasn't there. Nobody to comfort him. He had to go through the test on his own. Realize that. You see, when you see scriptural patterns, That's where you begin to learn the truth. And if you step out in faith, trusting the word of God, remember what the Bible says, I allowed you to go through this hunger. And I fed you. God will take care of you while you are going through it. It's little by little. It's not going to be much. But he's going to take care of you during that time that you are sowing or going through your pain for your future. And if you have a good attitude and you don't complain, you praise God, even though you don't understand what's going on. When the time comes, the great blessings fall down from heaven. And then people see you as a wonder. Amen. Then God makes you a showcase to the world. Because that's the kind of God that he is. He's going to test you. Daniel had to go through his own trial alone. The king couldn't help him. You see that? The king wanted to, but God made it so that the king himself couldn't help Daniel. Can you imagine that? You're on your own. When God allows it, you're on your own. If you maintain a good attitude and you stay in faith, he comes through for you and read the end of Daniel. He became the head of all of them. That's the way God is. His ways, he reveals to us by the power of his Holy Spirit. He says we should learn the ways of the Lord. That's what I, you hear me talk about principles. That's what I'm talking about. The ways of the Lord. The way God operates. And so you know where not to go, what not to say, 
how not to behave so that when it's all over, God can reach you and pull you up with his righteous right hand. Amen? I know I'm doing it with my left. I mean right. I can't. <laughs> it's not five and three, okay? Even Jesus had to go through it on his own. Do you remember? He had to pray by himself in the garden, sweating blood. The disciples were of no help. He was alone. The Bible says when they took him, all the disciples abandoned him. You remember that? He, was, he had to go through it for his great promotion. Amen? He had to go through it by himself. We must remember what the scripture says. Don't be a hearer, a forgetful hearer. Hear and remember what God has said. Do not count it strange when you go through various trials. Don't count it strange. It's normal for your Christian life. He's allowed by God to test you so he can promote you. Without it, you cannot be promoted. You have to go through it. There will be misunderstanding. You have to tolerate it and allow it. And accept it. It's for you to step on. Not to stumble. And go higher. That's what God is. That's what the Lord does. Jesus went through this storm. Now, how do I deal with storms and trials when they come. How do I deal with them? To answer that question, I want to take you through a story of the life of Jesus himself. You remember Jesus was in the boat with his disciples and there was a storm. If the Son of God will have to go through something like that, we all will go through. There was a storm. He was in the boat. That was God in the boat. And yet, water kept coming into the boat, threatening to sink the boat where the Son of God was. That's life. The Bible says it was a great storm. And the disciples were very worried for their own life. This was, they'd been in, on, on the sea before, but this was different. They knew this will destroy us, this will kill us. <laughs> he said of Jesus in Mark uh, 4, verse 38, but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. He wasn't faced by what was going on. He was sleeping. The boat was being tossed. He was fast asleep. (laughs) It says, And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? (laughs) All of us, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. 
But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? In another scripture he says, Where is your faith? Why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? Storms will always come. But when a storm comes into your life, the first thing that you must do is to find your place of rest. There was a storm, but Jesus was asleep taking rest. He was resting. And the storm was on. The first thing you must do when there is a storm, whatever you need to do to get into a place of rest, do it. If you are anxious and you begin to complain and you begin to call people and you begin to make life bitter for everyone around you because of what you're going through and asking all kinds of whys like the disciples were doing here, then you are not operating in faith and you, are not, you have not gone into your rest. They were worried Jesus was resting. So the first thing to do is to get into a place of rest. If you have, in other words, in your heart, you're saying, yes, I'm going through this storm. But the one who lives in me, he's greater than this storm. And he's been pulling me out of so many storms in the past. And he will pull me out of this storm. So I, I can afford to be at peace. And I can rest. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor, that's unrest, fretting, and all of that stuff. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, you are tossed to and fro. He says, I will give you what? Rest. Not take the problem away. I'll first give you rest. You need rest before the problem can be solved. You need rest. You can't find any solution until you enter into his rest. Come unto me, all you who labor. I'm not taking the labor off. I'll give you rest. Then take my yoke upon you. Trust me. Stand on my word. Trust me with all your... Have that confidence in God. And I will take that load away from you. You will find rest, he said to your soul. So the first thing to do is, if you need to pray in tongues, I'll do that. I pray in tongues till it doesn't bother me anymore. I pray. Lock myself in here. Pray in tongues, yell in tongues until I'm free from that pain. And I'm not thinking about it anymore. Then I have entered into his rest. You got to enter into his rest. This is the rest where God will cause the weary to rest. You need to rest. So the first thing to do is to rest. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. It says, For thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. 
in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in confidence, that's where your strength is. So rest. Rest with confidence. That's what Moses said to the, to the children of Israel. As the Egyptians were coming behind them. And the Red Sea in front of them. And Moses spoke to the people. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, stand still. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. The salvation of the Lord. And he will perform this very day before your eyes. He says, you don't have to fight. The Lord himself will fight for you. Because these Egyptians that you see today, you will see them no more forever. The Lord himself will fight for you. You don't have to fight. Just stand there and take your rest. Just watch what God is doing. Amen? So the thing to do is to rest. Find your place of rest. Pray until you have rest. So that that thing is not bugging your mind anymore. The doctors have spoken. But you're concerned. And everyone is telling you. And they are preparing your funeral. Don't listen to them. Find your place of rest. <laughs> they are telling you all the experts and what they've done that didn't work. But you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Not by medicine. Medicine can help. It'll help some. But if you, go, if you are to live, every word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. That's the word I believe. Don't care about what's happening today. Your future is great. Because God is in your life. And he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. No one can separate you from the love of Christ. God is with you and who can be against you? That's what the scripture says. No one can be against you. God wants to perform miracles in your life. He's a miracle working God. Give him room to perform miracles in your life. Turn water into wine when there is no wine. That's the God we serve. Not just coming to church and expecting nothing. We're going to be having a healing service. And I want the cancer and all of those things. Let them come in here. The God that we serve, he is able to make them well. How can cancer stand up and speak to God? You know, second thing that you need to do is to speak to the contrary wind that's coming against your life. That's what Jesus did. You notice that Jesus didn't rebuke the devil. <laughs> Many of us like to talk about devils a lot. Oh, the devil did this, devil that. The devil caused this storm. Jesus never addressed the devil in this situation, did he? He spoke to the wind. 
to the problem, not to the devil. Speak to the problem. Every problem has ears. Amen? Every storm has ears. They can hear. Otherwise, what kind of a man will be speaking to a storm? Jesus did. Every storm has ears. Every storm can understand what you're saying. If you speak in the name of Jesus, they can understand. Don't speak to any devil. Speak to the problem. Challenge the problem. Because the problem is speaking to you. Speak back to the problem. Jesus spoke to the wind. But notice, he didn't rebuke the wind alone. He spoke to the sea as well. Peace, be still. He spoke to the wind and then he spoke to the sea. You can't get your waves, you, you can't get into this boat, you can't sink the ship that the Son of God is standing in. That's what Jesus was saying. Peace. That's why Jesus told us to speak. If anyone speaks to this mountain, remember now? If you shall say to this mountain, be the, they have ears. They can hear. That's what God says. Speak to your mountain. Speak to that storm. Tell it to reverse its course. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said, up till now you have asked nothing in my name. Demand something in my name. That's what he meant when he said ask. He says demand something in my name. And it will be done for you. He's not kidding with us. That's why we're acting like we're just ordinary people. I'm tired of all of that. I want to live. He that is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. When you are born of the spirit, you are not just flesh. You are also spirit. And the spirit that gave birth to you is the spirit of the living God. So the living God is part of your life. And the wind will hear you when you speak in his name. The wind will hear you. This is not making ourselves feel good. We trust in the word so that we know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. My situation, if it's negative today, has got to change. Your situation, if it's negative tonight, this very night has got to change in the name of Jesus. Your situation will change because Jesus is seated on the throne of heaven. And he's seated at the Father's right hand. And he's commanded his blessings to come upon you and to overtake you. He stands for the good in your life. Not evil. That's what the Bible says. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I, God said, I'm not confused about the thoughts I have for you. They are good thoughts. I want to prosper you. I want to give you a good future. And he meant what he said. We need to believe our God and act on his word. Instead of leaning on the arm of the flesh and looking for sympathy from men that cannot help us. If they help you today, tomorrow they take back their help. And you alone. 
They want you to come back to them and be a beggar. God has not made us beggars. We don't beg anybody. We go to his throne and we get whatever we want in his name. Amen? Speak to your mountain. Find your place of rest. Because God has called you to a great life. You can't be united with God and have an ordinary life. This is not right. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. You cannot be united with God and have an ordinary life. Doesn't make sense. If God is truly in your life, why should you have an ordinary life? No. No. We must reject these things and begin to stand firm. I'm tired of listening to men. I have to listen to the God who gave birth to my spirit. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I like the new things. I'm tired of the old. Don't want to hear those stupid arguments. Stay with what God says. And trust God for a great harvest and a great miracle in my life. Stand up with me tonight. Blessed be the name of our God. Expect a miracle. Expect a miracle. The reason we are not seeing miracles is no one is expecting it. We need to expect a miracle. In your situation, if it's difficult today, by God's miracle, it will not be difficult tomorrow when we call upon his name. No matter what it is, if it's bitter today, it's got to be sweet tomorrow. When Jesus touches it, that's what we need to believe. We need to believe that. Stop talking to men. Talk to him. Cry out to him. He says he will hear you from heaven. He will hear when you call. This is not a game. This is real. And there is a God. And he'll take care of you. He'll take good care of you. Not just take care of you. You belong to him. He'll take good care of you. He'll even use the, the infidel to help you out. And they will enjoy helping you. Even if they curse God, they'll help you. Amen. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. And give him thanks. And see your problems disappearing from your life. See your problems, whatever they are. See those problems disappearing from your life. He's been too long. He's been too long. You've been waiting for too long. Your day has come. Your day of favor has come before God. You can expect it tonight and things will change in the heavenly and your blessings are on their way. The angels have been released to bring your blessings to you. Because you are a servant of God. You serve the living God. And he has a good heart for you. He wants to bless you. That's the truth. No devil can come against that truth. You know the truth and the truth makes you free. Because God is on your side. And if God be for you, no one can be against your life. 
Nobody can be against your life. The goodness and mercy that God has ordained for your life must come upon you and overtake you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. It must come upon you tonight. In Jesus' name. If you need healing in your body, tonight is that night. God wants to heal you. You need healing in your relationships. Tonight is that night. The Spirit of the, of the Lord God will destroy that problem in your life so that you can be free. No matter what you need from the Lord tonight, He wants to bless us. He says, up till now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask that you might receive so that your joy might be full. He wants your joy full. If your joy is not full, that's not God's best for you. That's not God's will for your life. His will is for you to have the best. That's the truth. Tonight, Lord God, we thank you. We thank you. We stand firm in you believing. We refuse to receive anything that's coming. Every lie from the enemy, we cancel with the blood of Jesus. Every word that's been spoken against our lives, we cancel with the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Every tongue that's risen up against us in judgment, we condemn tonight. And we know, Lord God, that you've condemned those voices in Jesus' name. We will prosper in the name of Jesus. Because God has ordained for us to profit out of his word. God has ordained for us to profit out of his word. Father, we give you praise. We know that your word will never return to you void. And so we trust you, God. And I speak your blessings upon your people tonight. I come against everything that's coming against their lives. I stand on the word of God and on the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That they are free from every oppression of Satan. Tonight, in Jesus' name. That the blessings of God will come upon your people this very night. And overtake them. And good things come into their life. We decree it tonight. And your word says, it shall be established in heaven. Whatever you bind on the earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on the earth, yes, is loose in heaven. We lose the blessings of God upon God's people. And there will be testimonies to your great name. Your name will be glorified. Thank you, Father, for your great love for us. You chose to love us. And we are grateful. Thank you, God. We love you in return. By the grace of God. By the power of your Holy Spirit. We love you in return. And we receive all of the blessings that you blessed us with in heavenly places. In Christ, we receive them tonight and care nothing about what the devil thinks about it. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. You're blessed. We're dismissed.